Hello friends, I just want to I just want to apologize for uploading this episode a tad late than what I announced on my social media, Twitter, Instagram. I recorded this episode April 26th and it's now April 29th. But without further ado, roll the episode. These current earthquakes in the country have been such a tragedy, dude. People have died, people are missing, supposedly under debris. Assume dead. But hey, you know what that means. Assholes on Twitter will fuck around with it and make memes on it on the internet. And they crack me up. <laughs> Get it? Because cause they're earthquakes. They crack the ground. What's up, man? I'm Reese. Welcome to our Inner Nerd Friday! Yahoo! Today is April 26th, and you know what that means. Genocide Remembrance Day in Armenia! But most importantly, it's Avengers Endgame Day. Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! In most first world countries. Yeah, Avengers came out April 24th, yesterday, in Manila. Hello, this is Reese from April 29th. Uh, what I meant to say back there was the other day, not yesterday. Roll the rest of the podcast. I saw it, the first screening, and I know this is an overrated statement by now as you're hearing this, but... Avengers Endgame has left me in legit tears of how much of a cinematic masterpiece it was. I know, I know what you're gonna say, what a sissy, right? But I literally bawled like a baby like six times throughout the whole goddamn movie. Pussy! If you didn't at least tear up a little, well you're, I don't know what's wrong with you, you're a fucking robot. I'm telling you, everything was perfect, the pacing was great, well, except maybe the beginning, which was quite slow, but the rest of the pacing was on point. The quips, uh, the banter, the jokes were facetious. Do people say the word facetious anymore? I don't, I don't know. And that's great, because this is the MCU, they do this a lot and it never gets old. The action set pieces were tight and it looks good, it puts you in the edge of your seat. I was gripping my armrests the whole time. I literally leaned in on that final action scene. My hands, God, my hands were so sweaty. The special effects, the CGI, I'm telling you, it looks phenomenal. It looks spectacular. And I watched this on a standard 2D cinema, dude. I can't begin to imagine how astonishing it would look like on IMAX, you know, with with a wider color spectrum, uh, a bigger aspect ratio, those textures and that loud and crunchy and crisp Dolby audio. Which reminds me, and I know that people that knows me knows this, that I am a sucker for musical scoring. Music is one of my favorite elements in films. And on Endgame, I was literally in tears. 
for the composed musical score by Alan Silvestri. He, he finally, finally did what I have been trying to put out there, which is to reprise the character themes to reuse them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, what do I mean by this? You know how a character has his or her own theme? Their own main theme song in their movies. Iconic movies like James Bond. He has his own theme, right? It goes, you know how it goes? It goes, um, how does it go again? It goes, um, you know, he has his own theme. Star Wars, Darth Vader's theme. The Imperial March, it goes, um, yeah, it's it's familiar, right? Now, let me ask you. Sing something from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Any film, any of the 22 films that came out, except maybe the Avengers theme, which is quite popular now. If you don't know how it goes, you're an uncultured swine. I kid. I'm joking. Come on. But seriously, it's hard to think of any of the theme, right? That's because they don't use it often. <clears throat> In culmination movies like Civil War, the Avengers films, even in Infinity War, we, we have all these characters who had their own solo, standalone movies with different theme songs. And they didn't use it on those culmination movies. They don't use it on their marketing, uh, the trailers, you know? Also, the character themes sometimes change. It tends to change. Like the Thor movies, right? It has, what, three different composers? three different directors, so it has three different Thor themes. Actually, on Endgame, this was the first time they did this where they reuse character themes. Take Ant-Man, for example. The movie Ant-Man was composed by Christoph Beck, by the way, one of my favorite composers. He basically did this epic heist theme for the character Ant-Man, Scott Lang, which really stick to me. Because the rhythm, you know, the instruments used, the light plucking of the of the strings, the tiny and playful sound of pizzicato. I don't know how it's pronounced, but you know, the, the light plucking in your in the violin, the cello. But yeah. Is it called is it pronounced pizzicato? I, I don't know. It fits the character of man. It fits that theme, the one that Christoph Beck for the character Ant-Man. It sounds like Ant-Man, you know, it's tiny. And, and on Endgame, when Scott Lang is revealed, it plays in subtlety. You hear it. It's there. It's a, it's a light touch. I think it's a really underrated piece, to be honest. I don't even know if people are aware of it, but it goes... Wait, I can't put in copyrighted songs on my podcast, I think. Hang on, let me get my melodica. Yeah, I have a melodica. Well, technically, it's not mine, it's my girlfriend's, but... Yeah. Hang on. Let me just... Put this in here. Gavin team goes... Whoa, we're fucked up right there. <laughs> It's a small thing. It's a tiny little detail. Hang on, let me just put this away. 
But yeah, it's a, it's a small thing, man. But they used it on Endgame. They used the theme that Kristoff Beck composed three, four years ago. Four years ago. He reused it, right? I think it's, it's pretty cool. It pays respect, you know? You'd really appreciate that nod and how it pays homage to the main theme songs, to the composers. Captain America's theme from the 2011 movie was there. I was tearing up. I think Iron Man's theme was also in there. It was it was just so emotional for people like me who are into the into these things. You now, people near me in the cinema were wondering, why is he overreacting over Ant-Man? What the fuck? I was like, why aren't you reacting at all? This is a great moment. Just kidding. I didn't say that out loud. But yeah, Alan goddamn Silvestri, the composer of Endgame, you brilliant bastard you, you did it. You figured it out. I hope this goes on on the future of the MCU, fingers crossed. But yeah, if you've got time to listen to some film music, I highly recommend some of the MCU scores. Check it out. Check out Spider-Man's theme from Homecoming and Doctor Strange, composed by Michael Giacchino. Uh, the, Captain Ameri- the, the Captain America movies has a great score as well. Composed by Henry Jackman. Uh, Henry Jackman composed the first two. I uh, know the composed the composed Winter Soldier and Civil War, and Captain America: The First Avenger was composed by Alan Silvestri. So I don't know. It's great, but yeah, check it out. I'm totally obsessed with it. I'm sure you would like it too. This closing of this chapter of what the past 11 years of a universe we could only dream about before, before it all started, what it built, what it led to. This final film, the end game of this saga, was so perfectly delivered. This is the final grain of evidence of why I highly believe that the Russo brothers should handle and direct all of the MCU stories. In case you didn't know, the Russos are the director of some of the best movies in the MCU. Uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and now Avengers Endgame. I am in deep shock after realizing how much of a genius Joe and Anthony Russo are. Their vision, you know, their their storytelling, their imagination. I am overwhelmed with how creative their imaginations are. In the theater, I was going, how did they do this? How did they come up with this finisher? How did they even think of uh, uh, wrapping it all up like this? I'm actually scared for the future of the MCU. I am in complete doubt. I am dubious. I am questioning how anyone could top Endgame. It casts a huge shadow for the future of not just MCU movies, but superhero movies all around. Avengers Endgame is such a powerful movie. It's got the best moments. It's got intimate and personal moments. It's got amazing action set pieces. It's about choices. This narrative is about choices. It's about, huh, it's about 
self-examination. It's about self-examining yourself. It's about whether you want to move on from loss. Should um, should what's left of the Avengers move on after Thanos' snap? Should they go on with life? Should they take chances of risking and abandoning their current life? It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's all over the place. It's a lot to take in and it's really overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed right now and it's been days already since I saw it. But I love how it sends such a powerful message. Alongside that, it's got it's combined with great pacing. Non-dull moments. It's got plenty of that. It never leaves you it's just so boring and falling asleep. That's not the case at all. Its pacing is on point here, and the runtime of the movie is, what, three hours, right? And it gives you just enough time to breathe for the next big scene. And along the ride, you feel, you feel this weight, you feel heavy, because there's this whole tension that you're bringing with you. Because this is the endgame, this is the final chapter of the Infinity Saga. There are going to be risks at play here, you know? It's really engaging too. There was this one scene. Okay, minor spoiler alert here. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 But there was this scene where Steve is on the ground. He's fallen, you know, from a fight. And they literally yelled, Stand up, man! Stand up! Stand up, Steve! And I didn't even notice I was being all loud, but what followed that scene when Cap has fallen literally made me cry like a wuss like a fucking baby without a fucking tit on his mouth it was ah uh, it was a twist that i didn't even know that could happen i didn't even know it could happen it's got lots of twists this movie uh oh man this movie was incredible it made me cry so much and never have I ever cried so much in a movie before. Epic, man. Epic. Has a lot of dumb jokes too. Dumb MCU jokes, but you can't help but laugh with it. Like there's this joke about a sandwich. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking dumb. But you laugh with it. It's so fucking great how they wrapped this chapter up, dude. It was delivered so fucking well. I loved everyone's performance, man. Cannot wait to see this again. Cannot wait to get it on Blu-ray. Three months is too long, man. Three months is too long. I want to get it on Blu-ray. I definitely love this movie. Russo MCU movies are by far my favorite MCU movies. These two should handle all MCU films, to be honest. No, no jokes, man, no bullshit. They really know their shit. The previous couple of MCU movies, you know, Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, Captain Marvel, I, I didn't really feel them. I just, I don't know. I'm starting to get fatigued, to be honest. Russos, however, they should handle the future of the MCU, man. I want to hear more about their stories. I want them to write more stories, man. Just saying, they really know their shit. But yeah, Avengers Endgame was such a thrilling adventure with jaw-dropping action. 
breathtaking personal moments with lovable characters that we've been with for the past 10 to 11 years. We'll definitely talk about it for the years to come. Check it out when you can, as soon as you can. It is just great cinema. It's question time. As you may remember, I asked you guys to ask me questions on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm actually surprised I got questions. I thought I wouldn't get any questions at all. To be honest, because I don't have friends. I have no friends. But let's go. Anonymous, can you sing? Pretty terribly, yeah, but I do know how to compose musical scores, which is a tad dorky, but that's my favorite thing to do to kill time. I love to compose. I love covering film scores, series scores, video game scores. I've covered a bit of the Game of Thrones theme, Uncharted 4 by Henry Jackman, Daredevil by John Paisano, and a little bit of Westworld. But most recently, I've made my own version of the Mission Impossible theme, inspired by the latest movie that came out, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. By the way, highly recommend that. Great action movie. So, yeah, if you guys want to hear that, uh, don't worry, I'll be uploading that soon if I could finish it. I mean, I haven't finished it. I'm by the final sequence of the, I think it's one minute and 30 seconds. But yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost done with it. Don't worry, I'll upload that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could sing. I just, I don't know. Anonymous. By the way, I went and decided to answer the questions on my Curious Cat first. But yeah, Anonymous, how does it feel to have your own podcast? Congrats, by the way. Two exclamation points. Wow, double the excitement. <laughs> it feels... Kinda... I am just filled with excitement. Every time I make an episode, dude. Although I, I am alone doing this so far, the comments and messages that I get from people is just it really creams my corn. Okay, I don't know what that idiom means. I heard it from TV and you know, you know, you know how you hear something from TV and you use it in real life just because it sounds kind of like a sex thing. Creams my corn. But I don't know, it's just the messages I got from people about my first episode being enjoyable as they say. I, I didn't make that up. I didn't tell them to tell me that. But but yeah, there's something motivating about those messages. You know? I'm going to make you cry, am I? But yeah, I am doing this solo for now. I keep getting messages from friends, people I don't know even, about co-hosting episodes when I uploaded my first one. Don't worry about this being solo forever. I've already invited a few friends. Yeah, they'll be joining us on future episodes, so I hope you guys would check that out. Anonymous, would you rather be a girl or a cat for a day? I think I prefer being a girl for a day. I really want to know what it's like to pee as a girl. I've been curious about that since I was a child. I don't know how I don't know how girls pee. I have no idea how girls pee. People in my life keep stressing me about how Oh, you're so lucky you have a penis. You don't have to struggle with peeing. I don't know. It's it sounds it sounds interesting to me peeing as a girl. I did hear it's kind of like 
water running through a hockey mask. Great analogy. Like, they say that it gets everywhere. Also, multiple orgasms. Sounds crazy. Us men, we get like one orgasm. And we are orgasm like in a gif. I want to try the sensation of sex as a woman. Sounds fun. Glitter miss. Anonymous, can you do an impression of Thanos? I don't think so, but here is my impression of Mufasa. Everything you see exists together in a delicate balance. As king, you need to understand that balance and respect all the creatures, from the crawling ant to the leaping antelope. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in. <laughs> Checking in. <laughs> At Odisunga, my good, good friend from high school, asks, What did you think of Endgame? Were any of your theories proved in the movie? Oof. We're talking spoiler territory here. <laughs> okay. If you haven't seen Endgame, spoiler alert, you should definitely exit now. Three, two, one. <laughs> No, God, please, no, 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 no. So yeah, basically Wolverine came out, saved the day. It was Hugh Jackman alongside Cyclops and the new cast of the Fantastic Four. John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. It was awesome. But no, my X-Men Avengers theory didn't come true. I know it was a little impossible, but I don't know. I was calling on it. I thought it'd be cool to set up the future of the MCU. But I was wrong. I loved that it didn't tease anything. Well, at least directly. I loved that it didn't set up anything at all. Endgame felt like the Deathly Hollows. It was, it was relieving and satisfying. I did have a theory that came true about Tony Stark retiring and moving in with Pepper and their child in a remote area. I said it was going to be like an island, but yeah, in the movie, they lived in this cabin, <clears throat> excuse me, beside a lake. They have a daughter, so yeah, I called it. I was right, in a way. Felt good, actually. I was like, I knew it. At Tristan Magno Felipe asked, is your podcast only going to tackle nerd stuff or something more? Nope, it's not going to be all for nerd culture i mean it's going to be about that but our inner nerd can basically be about anything it can be about um i came up with the title our inner nerd because well everyone's passionate about something you know everyone's a nerd about something it's basically releasing your inner nerd that was lame that sounded better in my head to be honest releasing your inner nerd that'd be some ad campaign but yeah that is some of the questions i got if you want to ask me anything visit my twitter page at reese austin 25 you can mention me on there or in failing that you could always ask me anonymously on here's cat at reese austin 25 i'll pin it on my twitter page but yeah that's that's my time check out avengers endgame if you haven't it's perfect. You definitely love it. I don't even know anyone who watched it and didn't enjoy it. 
So I hope that convinces you. That's my time. I'm Reese. You've listened to our inner nerd and thanks for that. Thanks for listening.